Hi, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Reawakened Mom podcast. I wanted to be real with you real quick and let you know we are full-blown into travel baseball season right now in my house. We will be doing a ton of traveling along the East Coast and probably gone for about a whole month, really throughout the whole summer. And I'm getting a bunch of episodes recorded and ready to drop on Wednesdays each week just for you. I am truly dedicated to this podcast and sharing these amazing stories and insights. And I honestly didn't want to take a break for the summer because they're just so good. But I also want to be able to spend as much time with my boys as possible this summer. And I hope you are doing the same. So I truly hope you are enjoying these episodes and taking nuggets away from each one. It's so crazy to think that this is episode 29 already. Wow, what a journey. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you listening and sharing this podcast that truly comes from my heart. Now on today's episode, I am joined by my incredible friend, Kathy Wilkes. She drops incredible wisdom from her time in corporate to staying home with her son, to create an amazing business, coaching others, to create a life of accomplishment, inner joy, and true fulfillment. Get your notepads ready and bookmark this episode because she drops golden nuggets on mindset shifts and questions you can ask yourself each day. Kathy challenges you to bring out your brilliance and ask yourself, what if I could? Kathy is a wonderful soul with incredible energy, and I can't wait for you to listen to her today. Also, make sure you go and check out my YouTube channel so you can see Kathy and I in action talking to each other, and you'll probably see me wearing the same shirt over and over and over again. And you know what? I really don't care. All right, mama, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Reawakened Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Clampett. I am so grateful you're here. This show is for you if you find yourself always putting others' needs before yours. You naturally take care of others first. You find yourself in constant comparison with other moms. You put your dreams, goals, ambitions, and passions on hold. If you raised your hand and said, that's me, this show is for you. You are not alone. My goal with this podcast is to show you it doesn't have to be this way. I invite you to join the weekly conversations and learn mom hacks, proven strategies, techniques, and mindset tips to reawaken who you truly are. Some episodes, I'll be here riding solo and riffing on a specific topic. Other weeks, I'll invite moms and experts to share their stories and journeys on how they reawakened their life. We need your voice out in this world, so stop hiding, stop dimming, stop following, and start knowing, shining, and leading because you are not alone. Let's reawaken the passion living inside of you together. All right. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Hey, Melissa, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here and excited to talk to you today. I know. Thank you so much for for jumping on the the Reawakened Mom podcast today. I know it's going to be just awesome. And however our conversation goes and flows, I know it's just going to be magical. It usually is. You know, it's funny how things work out. Like it's always exactly what people need to hear. So, yep. I totally agree. So even if I sent you like a ton of scripted like questions, we probably wouldn't even use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with scripts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 
Let me introduce my audience to you. So Kathy stepped down from her corporate position at the end of 2018, choosing to step into a journey of growth and personal development. She raised her son as a single mom and knows firsthand how to bring order to the daily chaos. We definitely have to get into that. <laughs> uh, now she is owner and founder of Kathy Wilkes and Co and guides others on a proven path to create a life of accomplishment, true fulfillment, and inner joy, which I love all of that. I feel like that's like three pockets of things we can just dive into, right? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to start with like the corporate career and like what you did and like what made you get to that point where you were like, this isn't for me anymore. I would love to just hear a little bit about your story with that. Yeah, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I am, um, you know, in my heart, I just hope that everything that we talk about is going to touch the hearts of your listeners. Um, I was very blessed to step into a career right after college in financial services, specifically in mortgage banking. Um, and I loved it because really my job, the job that I was in, the role that I was in fit my personality. And that was to cold call to call people up and to say, hey, my name is Kathy Wilkes and, you know, learn about them, find out what they needed and then to meet that need. So for all the people pleasers out there, there is a way to turn that trait into something that's really profitable and really positive. So I wanted to meet the need of what they had. So I did really, really well. But I think the key to, to the success that I had early on, Melissa, was having a mentor. Um, I had a gentleman that was the person that I reported to, um, taught me the business, taught me how to do it, taught me what to do, didn't teach me what to think, but he taught me how to think, how to think um, in a way that got the results that I wanted. So I kind of became an unconscious competent early on, um, but really just drove that career for 32 years, you know, all different facets, all different levels. Um, when I was married, my husband was active duty. So it was, you know, six months in this duty station and two months in, or two years in that duty station and then a year here. So it was very, very difficult for me to piece together my career, but I was able to do it. Um, and I did until I had my son. Uh, I took a five-year hiatus, which we can talk about later, but then stepped back into uh, financial services and really got to a place where I felt so frustrated and confined all the time. I felt like I had ideas that I wanted to bring to life, but the ideas weren't necessarily um, fit for where the where the organization was at that time. In other words, what I learned about myself was that I'm a true visionary. Like I can see what what can be created three years, five years down the road. But what I found was most people weren't able to think like that. So I became very frustrated and I said to myself, you know what? Although I was creating really great results in the corporate environment, I was at effect of what was going on in the corporate environment, downsizing, right sizing, transformation. I mean, it just felt like a wave, a sea of chaos really going back and forth. And so the company that I was with went through a major reorganization. And um, through part of that organization, I was let go. And it was really such a blessing in disguise. I had a, such, such a peace when it happened because I felt like, you know what? It wasn't a reflection of my capabilities. It was a reflection of where that organization wanted to go. But through that, um, I found 
that I had skills that were transferable to almost any career, you know, sales skills, leadership skills. So it was really my foundation was really um, is really rooted in financial services. I still love the industry. I still stay very close to people that I worked with, but I really wanted to go on the self discovery. And I said, you know what, this is time. Yeah, this is time. I love that so much. I relate to that um, in so many different ways because I used to be a school teacher and I felt so many of the same things. I was very confined to, you have to teach this way. You have to write this IEP. You have to teach, you know, almost like put kids in a box. And I'm so, I have a, um, a board up here that says think differently because that's, I just think differently. Like my mind is made up like yours where it's like, I try and think outside of the box. I try and do what's best for a student. Um, you know, and, and with the way that schools are too, like you have to do things a certain way and you have to follow this and there's guidelines and what the school district wants. And I felt a lot of the same things that you were feeling. And then when I had my kids, that's when I was like, I'm teaching other people's kids. And then where are my kids going to be? You know, who's going to be seeing all of my kids, you know, hit all their milestones. It's not going to be me if I'm teaching. So, um, I really relate a lot to what you said. And I'm curious because I also think that when you're in an organization like that, because now I'm, you know, jumping into like the entrepreneur world of like creating my own things and doing this podcast and where you don't have to answer to anyone. Right. So when you're in your corporate world, like, even though you have some flexibility, like there's still someone that you have to answer to and you, they, it's still like their company when now you have this Kathy Wilkes and co you're the boss of everything. You're the one that says what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be creating. If you want to take the day off, you don't have to answer to anyone. So did you have a mind shift there of like, now you're your own boss? Like, was that hard for you at first? Or did you kind of just go right into it pretty easily? Curious about that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, Melissa, I think what, what happened, I was so used to structure. And I thrive in structure. I think it's very important as entrepreneurs, we must have a structure because the structure was is what drives us forward. It's what helps us to create that momentum and to get the results. Um, so I had to create structure uh, for myself in my day. When you can wake up when you get up and not have to be anywhere at a certain time and can talk to and work with whoever you want. I mean, that might seem like an ideal scenario. For me, what happened was I I thought to myself, oh, I have way too much leeway here. I need to rein this back in and create some order in my life so that I can move forward. I can create results and I can impact people. The biggest thing that the biggest driver for me was, you know, creating my own business was having the ability to directly impact people and not in a way that I was putting on them what I know, but I was sharing with them what I know so that they could incorporate it into who they are. That was the biggest lesson on the personal and professional journey that I went on for the, it was really over a two and a half to three year period where I invested in myself. 
I work with high level mentors. I worked with coaches. I worked with people who helped me to understand what it looked like to create a structure in a business, what it looked like to um, be able to generate profit and grow to the next level. Because if we are not growing, we're really, we're declining. As human beings, we are energetic beings, we're dynamic, we interface with everything and everyone that we come in contact with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so if we're not intentionally growing, then we are going in reverse. Now to the human mind and the human eye, it may seem like, okay, we're just staying the same. But that is not true because over time you'll be able to look back connect the dots and say oh yeah i used to be able to do this it's like when somebody all of a sudden you wake up and you feel like oh my gosh i'm 20 pounds heavier well that didn't happen overnight it happened over time and as you look back you can say oh yeah i see where my habits slowly deteriorated to the point where now you know maybe i'm not exercising or maybe i'm not eating right or whatever that's just one example so going from a corporate environment where the demands were heavy the demands are heavy when you get to a certain level in an organization, particularly in financial services, because the market changes every day. It's like changing every moment of every day. And so to be, you know, have the ability to stay on top of that and have, have just the cognitive, you know, power to be able to focus all day, every day in that way, lead a team. Yeah. Help, help and develop people, which was the favorite part. My favorite part of the job was really developing people. Um, people really drive results. So that was my number one priority, but it takes a lot out of you to do that and you have to create structure for them. So what I did was I just took bits and pieces of worked for me, what worked for me in the corporate environment and said, okay, how does that work for Kathy? How do I instill those parameters for myself, those guardrails for myself so that I can make progress moving forward? Um, so it was definitely a transition and it was really all in the way that I saw it in my perception. Yeah, I think that's really important for so many moms too, because, you know, we do have moms that are listening that are, you know, staying at home. Maybe they are, you know, when I stayed at home, I always say I worked from home because I was still always working. I just was working from home. I wasn't, didn't have to go out to work at a, you know, at a house right. or, or at a school or anything like that. I was working from my home, my office. But then there's, we have moms listening that are in different careers. So, you know, they might be unhappy like you were potentially, even though maybe from the outside, it looked like, oh my God, Kathy's got it all together. Look, she's got this great career and she's so successful and look at the leadership that she, that she does. But maybe on the inside, you were like, yeah, but this isn't feeling in alignment with me anymore. So I think that's such a shift in your mindset, which I know you're so huge in on making sure that you're in alignment with what you're doing. So if you are a stay-at-home mom, be all in with that. If that's what you want to do and that's what lights you up and you are serving your family, be all in with that. You know, if you are working from home as a mom, like, and that's what you want to be doing and that lights you up, you've got to find those structures, just like you said, Kathy, because yes. I did it for so many years. And if you don't have structure, you're going to burn out. You're going to start getting resentful. There's going to be so many emotions that you're going to go through, probably start not taking care of yourself because you're taking care of everyone else. Um, yeah. And then if you are working outside of the home, having those structures in place of, okay, well, when you get home, what does that look like as well? I think structure <laughs> is so important in so many ways. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, when, uh, when my husband and I separated and divorced, my son was only eight and um, I did move 
close to where my parents were, but my parents were older, you know, they had me when they were older. So um, it was a limited, uh, I could count on them in a limited way, although I'm very, very grateful for the help that they did uh, supply and support me with. But I, you know, it was more about really getting clear on what my priorities were. My priority at that time was to raise my son. I wanted to raise him to be a good man, a strong man, one who would be educated and leave the nest in a really positive, um, you know, a positive way, be gainfully employed after college and all of that, which all of that happened, but it was intentional. I mean, when, when he was eight years old, I just decided, you know what, I'm a big believer in prayer. And I really felt like whatever I needed was going to be provided to me, whether it was good mentors for him, good coaches, the right sports, the right schools, everything. Be because I set that intention, Melissa, my awareness shifted. When your awareness shifts and you get on the frequency of what you want, you begin to see it. When we stay down in the problem, we stay in the challenge and we don't make efforts to say, you know what, let me define where I want to go here. What do I want my life to look like? Well, I wanted order. I want, I mean, because I'm big. If I have structure and order, I can accomplish anything. And so I thought, how do I do that for myself when I was working in an industry that was like shifting like the waves, you know, the whole financial crisis in 2008, 2009. I mean, that was like almost a nightmare, you know, while I was going through it. But then as I came out of that, I thought to myself, wow, look at all the lessons I learned. Look how strong I became and look at how my, my son was able to adapt because I was adapting. And we have to remember that our kids, what we don't fix, our kids pick up. Mm. If I allow myself to stay in a state of chaos, then my son would have been in a state of chaos. If I allowed myself to make excuses, then my son would learn how to make excuses. I mean, they pick up everything from us, whether we're intentionally teaching them or not, they're picking it up, they're absorbing the emotion that we're feeling. They're carrying that into their day. And a lot of times they're acting out because they don't have the skill set yet. They don't have the toolbox yeah. to be able to deal with adult stuff. So really um, keeping my son as a priority, even the five years I took off, um, you know, stepped away from, um, from the corporate world to really raise my son. My husband was active duty, so he was gone a lot. And we lived in tiny little towns. And I just thought, you know what? I am not gonna plop my son in a daycare where I don't even know the people, I don't know the community and leave him to go give my best to somebody for eight or nine hours and then come back you know, feed him and put him to sleep. That's not the life that I wanted. Now, some women have to do that. You know, I get that. But I received a lot of criticism because I did not do a lot of the social stuff like the a military wife is expected to do. I didn't do a lot of it because I wanted to be home with my son. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to see these women in 20 years. Mm. So they can say whatever they want about me, but my, I had to be in 100% integrity with who I wanted to be and what I wanted to create in the world. And that was to really create a productive member of society, you know, in raising my son. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you, and what I love about what you are sharing, what I think is so valuable too, is that 
you're, you, you can shift your focus. And as long as you're still in alignment with that, like, okay, here's corporate, here's focusing on my son. I can leave my career for a bit and that's okay. That's not, you know, I don't feel bad about myself. Like any of those things, I don't care what other people are saying. You know, you have to have a really strong mindset for that. So how do you, how do the moms that are out there that are like, I just can't do it. How do you create that kind of mindset? Like, what does that even mean? Cause you're talking about intention. Like some moms might be like, I don't even, my intention is to get a shower today. Like, yeah. What, oh, awesome. what do you mean? You know, <laughs> how, how do you do that? Because your mindset sounds so strong. So were you always like that? Um, you know, even before you had your son or is that something that you just started to kind of have as he was born? Or you kind of always like had this really strong mindset and belief? You know what? I, I, my, my mindset was strong in the corporate world. Like I knew what I wanted to create at work, but for me personally, that I didn't learn that I left home when I was 17. I put myself through college. I became a driver because I had to make it happen. You know, I had three jobs going through college and it took me five years to get my bachelor's degree. And I, I just made it happen. I just made a decision that to myself, that I was going to finish what I started. So I think my mindset began to develop early on, but really it's been only in the last three to three and a half years, uh, Melissa, where I've understood now. And I think, you know, there's, there's ignorance and then there's knowledge um, or understanding. I mean, it's knowledge and understanding ignorance, not stupidity, but just ignorance and not knowing like sometimes by default, we fall into fear, doubt, and worry. And then those vibrations, that energy in our body takes over, you know, it, it becomes like anxiety. Anxiety is suppressed. We don't express it, right? When we come, when somebody is depressed, they don't express it. But when you have knowledge and understanding, you begin to develop a faith and belief in yourself. That faith and belief turns into well-being. So for the moms out there, what I would say is the first step is really getting to know who you are. Really, we can define whoever we want to be. This is one of the greatest secrets in the world, I think, for women, is that sometimes we define ourselves by what everybody else thinks or what we think we should be doing. When my company went through the restructuring, you know, most of the people that were in my group that were let go, they all they all went and got other jobs, which was great. And I could have followed suit, but there was something in me. There was a voice in me that said, you know what? This is a time for you to take a break. This is time for you to really focus on what is it that you want? Who are you? Who is this person that was able to, to create results? And who is this person that went through, you know, some horrific times in life that was able to persevere and really come out a winner because I decided that I was a winner. I decided that whatever it was, I was going to turn it around to something positive. When I was at home with my son, it was a very lonely time. I mean, I really craved adult uh, conversation, but we lived on a, an Air Force base, which was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, my husband was gone. I was nursing my son. I didn't necessarily want to go out. Um, so that was a time where I had to say, you know what? I can do this. And even if it's one hour at a time, I can do this. And by making choices that were in harmony with making me feel good, not feeling good to the extent or to the exclusion of everything else and everyone else, but making choices that at the end of the day, I could look at myself and say, you know what? I feel good about what I did today. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I took care of my son. I 
gave him what he needed. I felt like I was bonding with him. You know, I was calling friends while he was, uh, everybody said, oh, sleep while he's napping, but I wanted to talk to someone. Yeah. So, you know, so I made a point to reach out to people and to begin to really nurture and to continue to grow my friendships, even though my friends were hundreds of miles away. Um, but it, the intention comes from really honoring the self, honoring who you are, that you're a being like you're God's highest form of creation. And if you're a mom, you've created this new being. Yeah. And so in order to be your best for that little person, you have to be your best for you first. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, part of the reason of wanting to start this podcast too, was just because I think so many times we as moms do forget about ourselves because we are, you know, putting other people first or we're doing what we think society wants us to do, or this is what a mom does. This is what a good mom does. This is what a bad mom does. You know, we have those stories in our head and then they've been built up and built up. And then we just forget what do I even like? What did I like to do before I had kids, before I got married? You know, when I was a little girl, like what did, what brought me joy? joy. And so many times we know when you don't know the answer. So many times moms don't know the answer because they haven't been asked that, or they haven't actually sat and thought about it because our schedules are so jammed packed with all the things that we have put on our schedule or the things that, you know, our kids are doing that we don't actually put ourselves on, on our schedule. So I think it's really great with that you shared, even when your son was little, that, you know, you are still making time for yourself, even if it was, I'm calling a friend. You know, one of the things I love to ask myself is what do I need today? Because every day is a different day, or maybe it's, you know, you ask yourself in the morning, you ask yourself in the afternoon, you ask yourself at night, because just like seasons of life that we go through the day can be different. It might not fall into line, just like you think it's going to. So just checking in with yourself and saying, Hey, what do I need right now? Like, how am I feeling? Like, just check in with that intuition and check in with yourself. I love how you said that. Um, and just know who you are and what's important to you and your situation and your family. And also know that that can change. I think it's really important also to know that those things can also change just because you're in that situation or in that mode or in that mindset right now, doesn't mean that in a year, six months, two years, it's going to have to be exactly the same. Like we are people, we are evolving and you're allowed to evolve as a mom as well. Yes. Yes. That's so good. I always say, Melissa, that a weak moment doesn't make a weak person. Yes. Right. We all have moments of weakness, myself included. We're all, we're human. And what we can do in that moment is say, you know what? Gosh, isn't that interesting? I was really, I was forgetting my higher self at that moment. I was forgetting that I have the power within me to create solutions, that no question comes to us without a solution. It's our awareness to the solution that has to grow. And I mean, some of the things that I wish I knew, you know, when I was, um, when I was a mom, when my son was born is really just the power of understanding who we are and what self-image is, the difference between self-esteem and self-image. Self-image is the image, how you see yourself. Do you see yourself as a powerful woman? Do you see yourself as an overcomer? Do you see yourself as um, someone who has made the choice to stay home and honoring that choice, regardless of what other people think, let other people have their opinions, but they're not living your life. And so even when we feel like we should be doing something else, or we, it just means that we're not in alignment with who we really are and what sell what we can celebrate about ourselves. You know, I celebrated the fact that I 
was at home with my son, I thought to myself, I want to be there to see his first step. I want to hear his first words. You know, when he's not feeling well, I want to be there to love and comfort him. And, you know, somebody, I was talking to somebody yesterday and she said, what the world needs now is love. That's an old song. I don't remember who wrote it, but it's absolutely true. You know, our society needs more love, but it has to start with loving and honoring who we are. When we love ourselves, our tolerance level for all the other nonsense goes way up. Like we can handle so much more when we love ourselves. And know, you know what? There's, I'm not going to let anything rock my boat because my well-being is a priority. Now let me handle whatever is in, in front of me, whether it's the teacher, you know, teacher conference or child is acting up. We have to remember that I mean, even, you know, it was interesting because uh, <laughs> I was thinking back and I thought my son really never went through the terrible twos and the trying threes and all of that. And I think the reason I it, maybe I just don't remember it because I because <laughs> I chose <laughs> I, I chose to focus on the positive. But what I did was I honored his growth at every stage. I honored where he was. And this was intuitive guidance. This was like a God download for me, because believe me, I was not smart enough in the ways of being a mom. Like I had my son when I was 36, after I was 36. So it wasn't like I had, you know, a lot of practice <laughs> at that stage in my life. It was a total shift in, you know, from here's a professional woman to stay at home mom. But what I realized was the more I got to know me, the easier it was for me to make the right choices for myself and for him. And, you know, we, we talk about self-care and the imposter syndrome and all of these kind of tag phrases that we have in society today. There's no reason for imposter syndrome because we all have a secret self and it's okay to let that secret self shine. There is a talk that I'm going to do for another organization it's called bring out your brilliance. I think every one of us has a brilliance inside of us. And particularly moms, when you're a mom, you're pressed from every side sometimes, whether it's financial concerns, things happening at school, your own health and well-being, whatever it is, you're pressed with something every day. And you have a choice to come at, at it to say, you know what, whatever it is, I'm going to create a solution. And what if it's way easier than I thought? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear that talk. How do I hear that one? It's <laughs> so good. So when, how do my first thought was like, I know how to, I have learned, I can't say like, oh, my 44 years, I knew how to get in touch with myself. Like I know who I am, but like, it's a process and you have to learn how to do that. And like you said about your son, you have to have tools in your toolbox. Like how do you talk to moms about how do you like, how do you find yourself? What do you mean? I'm right here. I found myself. I'm here. But like, how do you really go deep in, in that discovery? I'm curious at what you would say about that or what you, if you have like tips or anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I really, I started with a daily scan, you know, three, almost three and a half years ago at the end of every day, I wrote down a list of what made me feel good and what made me feel not so good. You know, what I wanted to do more of and what I wanted to do less of. How was I showing up? Mm -hmm. What was my attitude? See, attitude is the composite of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So I have a thought, say I have a thought, 
um, I don't feel good enough. Then I have a feeling that associated with that, that makes me not feel so confident. And then I take action out of that lack of confidence. And then we don't like the result. So it kind of validates the fact that I wasn't feeling so good about myself. Well, we can create our own truth. I mean, we, we literally can create our own truth. That is the power of the imagination. You know, there are, we have six higher faculties that separate us from the animal kingdom, one of which is our imagination. So in my imagination, I just said, okay, if I was the most confident person in the world, like who do I know that has a level of confidence that I would like to emulate? And so I thought of a friend and then I created an I am statement. I took five, found five people that, I had some level of respect and admiration for her. One woman was a financial genius. One person was a goal achiever. One person had unshakable confidence. And I created I am statements and I put them, I wrote them in lipstick on my mirror. I love that. <laughs> I, I did. You know, I am a financial genius. I am unshakable confidence. I am a goal achiever. And I figured that five, I could do five so that I could repeat that as I was going through my day when I would notice, oh, I'm not thinking really great about myself right now. Let me go back to my mirror. And then I would read those five statements. And I got to the point where sometimes I would be saying them while I was driving and I didn't even realize it because it becomes an auto suggestion. To shift the way that we feel about ourselves, to start to get to know who we are, we have to, number one, notice what we're noticing. That is like the number one brave thinking tool. If you could notice, like, when are the times in your life or even throughout your day or, you, you know, your morning, you know, do a check in at midday. When were the times this morning when I was feeling really good? Oh, I went to exercise class or I went for a walk or had coffee with a friend or, you know, I went to Polka Dot Powerhouse or whatever it was. Um, to really start to begin to notice the times when you really are like proud of yourself. Like, I like the fact that I did that or I love the way that I showed up for my family today or I love the way that, you know, I took care of my family by creating this really fun dinner experience um, because we can create our own experiences. But that's the thing. It's choice is the superpower. We can choose at any moment of the day whether or not I want to feel really good about myself or I want to feel not so good. And used to be that I was really good at picking up the bat and hitting myself over the head for not doing something that maybe somebody I thought somebody perceived as not right. Like I was really controlled by the outside. When you begin to control yourself from the inside out and you say, you know what? I get to control my experience. If I'm letting what she said impact me, then, that, then I'm choosing that experience. How can I choose differently next time? Is this making sense? Oh, totally sense. I'm like, I want to be like, yeah, drop the mic. Like we're good. Like just <laughs> here. Like that's it. That's so hard. Like that's all of it. No, I totally am like, mm-hmm. Like saying this the whole time. I totally believe it. And I love, you know, it goes back to that intention. It goes back to the choice. Like, and then the things that you're doing, your kids are watching. And so hopefully they pick up on that even indirectly, yes. you know, they're going to see those things. Like we write, you know, and I was thinking too, like I, you know, for the moms listening, like write it in, you know, write the lipstick write the I am statements, but like I have them in my car. Like I write them on post-it notes or I put them on an index card. I have them in my car as well, or I have yes. them in the calendar. So, you know, before meeting, if I'm like, I just had, you know, something happening, I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling like shaky or weird or not in my high vibe energy that I love to be in. Okay. Let me read my statements. Like, let me, let me remind myself who I am. Right. Yes. 
Yes. The I am, when you say I am, like capital I, capital A-M, it, you're talking to yourself as the essence of the soul self. You know, regardless of what religion or spiritual practice you have, there is a soul self. I mean, maybe somebody out there knows it, but I have never been able to beat my own heart or to breathe my own lungs. I mean, even when I try to hold my breath at some point, I have to gasp for air yeah. because that's the energy. That's the life seeking to express to and through every one of us. So, I mean, think about a blade of grass, how it presses through cement, seeking the light. That's how we are. And we sometimes get into habits and those habits start to darken our world. Like about um, two and a half years ago, I stopped watching TV. Now, you know, if there's a special sporting event or, you know, something special that I want to watch, I will watch it, but I will watch that show and then I turn off the TV. Because I feel like when we're bathed in messages that are doom and gloom, we cannot grow. Because what it does is it creates a, a bigger, a stronger and stronger vibration of fear. And that fear only feeds doubt and worry. And it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then we start to attract more things to fear, more situations and circumstances that cause doubt and worry. And, you know, there is one of the things I I studied was universal law. People have heard of the law of attraction. It's actually a secondary law to the law of vibration, but we there is something to the law of attraction and people can believe it or not, but it's like saying, I don't believe in gravity. You cannot believe in gravity, but it still means that your feet are gonna hit the floor when you get out of bed in the morning. So the law of attraction is a real thing and you can attract harmony, wholeness, health, well-being. You can, you know, it's not just about positive thinking because we can say positive things, but if we're not feeling the positive energy, there's a dis, um, there's disharmony there, right? We're disconnected. We want to be in alignment. You know, if I say I am a financial genius, I'm feeling like, wow, I make great decisions with my money. I'm a really good steward of my money. I'm very generous. You know, then we're taking on those characteristics, those attributes that are in harmony with the thing that we want to create in us. And then we become that. And as we embody those attributes, those principles, and we become her, so to speak, like, you know, a friend of mine said, I wrote her and then I became her. And you can actually write a script of who you want to be. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I've heard that story out before. Like, this is like my morning. This is how I want my morning to be. Like, yes, I've written that story out and I would read it every single morning. Um, so I totally believe in that because when you read it and you're like, oh, like you just feel so good, even if it hasn't happened yet. It's like you're like you said, like your bot. We have this imagination that our brain can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not if we keep doing it yes. over and over again. What my thought when you were just talking is, what about those moms or what about those people out there that are listening that are like, yeah, but I say it and I write these I am statements, but I don't believe it, you know, because I have that imposter syndrome. I'm not, I am a financial like guru, but like, if you don't feel it, how do you get to feel it? Like, do you just have to keep saying it over and over? How, how do people get to that? Because I've heard that before. Yeah, but I'm saying it, but I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, what I would first say, Melissa, is a person um, remember our words have energy, they have vibrational energy. If I continually tell myself, I don't believe it, then that's what the subconscious hears. The mind, there are two parts of the mind. 
conscious mind, which is our thinking, our educated mind. So that's the mind that makes the decision to say, okay, I'm going to do this positive affirmation. But the subconscious mind, which is the mind it's in every cell of the body, is the feeling mind. It's the emotional mind. Remember, every great action, every great effort really comes from the heart. It comes from the seat of the soul, the subconscious. Um, because emotion is what inspires us to do things. Like we don't pick out new kitchen cabinets based on logic. <laughs> we pick out what we love, you know, uh, you shoes. Like when you walk in there, right? Like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like it feels so good to be yes. in the kitchen. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I mean, when we go shoe shopping, if we, if we pick shoes out on logic, we'd never buy high heels again. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, that's where logic goes out the window. So when a person doesn't feel it first of all the main thing to do is neutralize your mind to begin to ask different questions well what if it did what if i did believe this what would it feel like and begin to associate words with feeling words you know words that have a feeling tone with the thing that you want to uh, achieve for example if i if one of my i am statements is i am a goal achiever then how does it feel when i achieve my goal wow i feel accomplished I feel at ease. I feel like feel great about myself, like this sense of fulfillment, you know, and to begin using feeling words versus logical words and to notice where we're saying what we want, but then negating that thought. So I really want to do this, but and whatever follows the but, we need to just take an eraser and and wipe out. So one of the questions that I love to start out with when I work with someone is to say, what if you could, mm, that's you know, beautiful. Yeah. what if you could, you know, so he says, well, I can't do that. Okay. Let's breathe. What if you could getting goosebumps right now? Yeah. It's like, you know, think about our children, right? In the purest sense of who they are, they have great big imaginations and they have these big, beautiful pictures, you know, going on the movie screen of their mind where like, I remember my son used to make things, things out of duct tape and pretend he was like conquering the world. And I was like, you go, buddy. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I would ever tell him, what are you doing? You know, I mean, we don't generally do that to our children, but we readily do it to ourselves. And so this is where getting connected to like, there's a beauty inside every one of us. It's so important to acknowledge, to stop and acknowledge that even when I look in the mirror, I might not like every single thing that I see, but I'm always looking for the one thing that I really love that day. You know, maybe it's the earrings I chose. Maybe it's the way I dried my hair or whatever it is, but really getting connected to the beauty and saying, you know what? I really want this statement to be true for me. And if it was true, what it would be like for me to pretend to step into that. It's okay to pretend, you know, Stella Adler, uh, there's a book called The Art of Acting, and it's um, a collection of the lessons that Stella Adler, who was a famous acting coach, the lessons that she taught all the students that came in that wanted to be these screenplay actors with top billings and all of that. And one of the things she says in there is you can put on your dream just like you put on a piece of clothing. Mm. Oh, wow. That's powerful. You can be, if you want to be the 
greatest mom in the world, you can absolutely be the greatest mom in the world. Look for moms who you really love and admire and say, oh, I like what she does here, or I like the way she is there, or I like how she shows up in this way. And we can begin to notice the attributes that really connect with our heart and say, ah, I'd like that too. I'd like that too. And we can begin to stack those positive experiences so that that becomes our normal, that becomes our go-to, that becomes our new operating system, if you will. And it doesn't mean that the negative thoughts aren't going to come in. You know, the one of the things about the subconscious mind is that it drives our habitual behavior. So if we've habitually, be, habitually been telling ourselves for years that, you know, we don't believe something, it's going to take a little bit of time, but it starts with a decision. What does decision mean? Decision means to go in this direction, to determine your direction and cut away everything that is not that for moms that want to be you know they want to be a powerful mom when they're at home they want to be a contributor when they're at work there's a way to do that you can define there's definition of a goal image like who am i at my goal maybe that's work or who am i at home who's the woman that i want to be you know what are the reasons my husband married me and what are the reasons i decided i wanted to have children i love that oh god i'm sorry no, yeah, no, I was was just gonna say, so it's all exploratory, you know, in this, in the world of personal development, there's not always one right answer. But there are pathways that are proven that work, and they all start with our think thinking thought is the preamble to everything. If I get out of bed, and I think to myself, all the things I have to do to the you know, for the day, and maybe I'm running late, and I'm focused on the scurry, like striving to get somewhere where I feel like I'm behind, that has a different energy than someone who says, you know what, I know I'm running 15 minutes late, but I'll get there. Yeah. You know, I'm coming at it with a confidence. And sometimes that allows you to skip steps. You know, we call them quantum leaps to get to where you're going. I love that. It's <laughs> all so beautiful. I'm just like, uh, you know, making sure I'm being very present in this conversation because I'm learning a lot and mentally taking notes and I can't wait to go back and listen and write down all the nuggets that you (laughs) are dropping right now. There's, they're so good. So I can't wait for for the moms and, and, you know, everyone, everyone, this is for everyone to really listen to. And I love how it starts with love and loving yourself. Really. That is like my mantra this year and and really loving myself and finding joy in all areas of my life. Because if I'm not finding joy in my work, then something needs to change. If I'm not finding joy in my household and my relationships, then something needs to change Mm -hmm. Um, because that vibration goes out to everything else. So that's my word of this year is joy, because I know when I'm finding joy in all areas, then I'm in alignment and things, Mm -hmm. good things are going to be coming back to me as the good things that I'm putting out. So I love all of this that you are saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. It. And you know, Melissa, inner joy, one of the one of the benefits of really getting to know ourselves and loving who we are. And and remember, we are we're creative beings. We're created to create. Um, we're created for a relationship, which is one of the reasons I think um, many of us, myself included, I mean, that's when I moved to the beach full time was during COVID. I was like, wow, if, I've, if I'm going to be by myself, I want to be at the beach. You know, it was a rigorous time for many people, particularly 
women who had school-aged children who suddenly became teacher and then they were doing their work and then they were trying to take care of the household. I mean, talk about being pressed and shaken. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it would have been like to have to have young children. And when when we as we get to know ourselves and we understand what is it that we need to feel fulfilled? What is it that we need to feel good about ourselves? Is it just the, you know, bubble bath at night occasionally? Is it the quiet walk at 6 a.m.? I mean, frankly, I had to, I've been getting up early for a good portion of my life, but when I was raising my son, I mean, I got up at 5 a.m. just to have that first hour to myself, you know, to make sure that, you know, I was dressed and I felt good about myself and, you know, could put together a lunch for him and create breakfast and, you know, have some time to chat with him before, you know, heading out the door. Um, so whatever it takes, and sometimes we think, oh my God, I don't want to get up that early. But then I thought to myself, you know what? I get to get up. I get to do this. I get to raise this little human that did not ask to be brought into the world and really honoring who he was and learning from him. I think some of my greatest life lessons were when I was raising my son. I don't know if you feel like that sometimes, you know, we, we can learn, it can be a two-way street. <laughs> Mentorship can be. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Cause we always think, oh, we're teaching them, but a lot of the time, no, they're teaching us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the more knowledge we gain, you know, the smarter we become, um, sometimes the more ignorant we become in terms of what we need inside. It's the, really the simplicity of life where the most joy comes from, the most freedom comes from. And, you know, when you think about inner joy and freedom, I can't think of anything else that is more freeing than just coming to the table and being who you are. Mm -hmm. I feel that and down into my bones, down into my soul. I really do. And I think as I've gotten older and maybe it's as mothers get older, but there's no reason that as a woman, you can't do this being younger. But I think after like in my late thirties, forties, I really was like, I just need to be me because if I'm not me, like I'm itchy in my skin, you know, I don't feel like I'm living in my skin. I'm somebody else and it doesn't feel right. And I'm all about feeling. And I think as I got older, I was like, it just doesn't matter what anyone thinks anymore because if I'm trying to people please, like then I'm just saying no to myself. I wasn't going to allow myself to continue to do that. And, um, you know, wanting to do things, you know, I think standing up for my kids or things that I wanted for them or like, Hey, you can do this. Like you can do this. You can do that. You know, and the way that I talk to my kids too, and the way I would teach them or coach them, you know, coaching a sport, you know, it's like all about that mindset and trying to teach them young because not everybody wins. And I think that's also a lesson that kids need to learn too. Not everybody's going to win, you know, when not everybody's going to get the job, but it's like, what can you do to control your mindset and learn from that lesson? Because there's always a lesson to be learned in every situation. Yeah. I love this conversation. Do you, I feel like we could talk all day because I keep looking at the time. I'm like, see, I knew we would continue. We could talk forever. <laughs> Is there anything that you haven't shared in like the thousand nuggets that you've already dropped that you just have like, that's on your heart? Is there one more or have you given you know them all to us? <laughs> I think uh, the one thing that I, I, I think is important, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're working outside the home and mothering children and trying to keep everything together as a family 
is deciding what standard you want, what standard works for you. A lot of times we look around to what everybody else is doing. I know I used to do that. And I used to create my standard from what I thought was okay. And there are some days, yes, when when you don't rise up for whatever reason, like I said earlier, everybody has, um, there's an off day and there's a lesson in the off day as well. But create a standard. What do you want for your life? What do you want your life to look like? Do you want that freedom and inner joy? Because freedom really isn't free. And not, not talking about freedom in the country, but freedom, freedom of thought. Freedom, you know, in the corporate environment, we talk about um, diversity. Well, there are all kinds of diversity. It's not only race, religion, ethnic background, et cetera. It's diversity of thought. It's diversity of ideas. My idea of a successful life might be different than yours, Melissa, but there are components of that that just are part of the human experience. You want to feel that freedom. You want to feel that joy. You want to feel success, what success you know, feels like, looks like, smells like, and touch it. So the one thing I would say is wherever you are in life to create a standard for yourself and decide what you really want to do. If you want to go, you know, on a diet to release weight, then go on a diet. But if you're not committed to it, don't say that you're going to do it because what happens is it eats away at your self-image when you do that. This is why deciding who we are and who we want to be is so critical because that becomes our measure. So I can measure every choice that I make, every decision I make, is it in alignment with who I wanna be and who I say that I am? And if the answer is yes, I go for it. If the answer is no, or even if it's a question, I, then the answer is no, I don't do it. Because I want to be in total integrity with me. Integrity doesn't is not out there. Integrity is inside of us. When we have are in 100% integrity with what is aligned with Kathy and who she is, what are her values? What's important to her? Somebody asked me on a phone call the other day, she said, well, what are your personal values? And I said, well, my first one is to be in 100% integrity with myself, not only with the people I'm working with, but I have to be in integrity with myself if I want to be truly authentically in integrity with everybody else. So the inner always creates the outer. When we have a personal standard of who we want to be, then that standard filters into everything in our lives. And we teach our children to have high hopes. We teach our children to have high standards. And to me, that creates such a great world and a great society because then we're bringing our strengths to the table. And collectively, we can all rise higher by doing that. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Well, now you've left it all on the table. <laughs> There's so much more, Kathy. We could do like part two, part three, part four. We'll have you back again. This was like amazing. I've absolutely loved it. I always love to end um, with this last question, which is really about this self-love. So as women, a lot of the time we do not celebrate ourselves. So I want to know right now, Kathy, what do you love about yourself? You know what, what I love about myself is I've decided who I want to be. And particularly at this stage in life, I've decided who I want to be. And so now I used to be a person that had uh, a hard time saying no. But now it's easy for me to say no. And I make choices each and every day that are in alignment with the way that I want to live so that at the end of the day, when I do my daily scan, which I still do, when I do my daily scan and I say, what am I grateful for? 
there's always something on my list about myself that I'm grateful for. Like today, I'm really grateful for the fact that I got up at 430 because I had an early I had an early meeting. I wanted to be prepared. And so I decided last night that, you know what, this is important enough for me to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to get up a half hour early. I want to take time. I want to wake up. I want to be in prime shape before I get on this phone call. And so I'm really proud of that. And the one thing that you can do if you don't know how to feel good about just who you are is to start celebrating. Because mm-hmm. most of us love a celebration. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, ask yourself, what is one thing I can celebrate about myself today? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I love to end the podcast with it because so many times we don't even think about ourselves. We're like, I don't even think, I don't even know. I'm not sure. So I love that answer. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. This has been a real treat. Thank you, Melissa. (laughs) How can people find you? How are, can all the the women and moms out there, how can they, they find you and, and get more information from you? Oh gosh. Well, I I do have a a new website to be published in the next couple of days. That's kathywilkes.com, but I'm also on Facebook, Kathy Wilkes and co. Uh, I do have a business Facebook page there. They can message me there or through my personal page, Kathy Wilkes on Facebook. I do a lot of Facebook messaging, so that works well. Yeah. And so probably when this podcast is being launched, your, your website will be ready as well. So you'll have to make sure, um, oh, yes. make sure I put that in the show notes as well. So all yeah. this will be in the show notes. So no mamas out there have to be writing all this down. It's too much. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you Sounds so good. much for this amazing conversation today, Kathy, and for taking the time to, to share all this wisdom with the listeners. Yeah. My pleasure, Melissa. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you felt like you were hanging out with your bestie because now more than ever, we need community and connection. If you loved this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave a five-star rating and a review so more moms can find this podcast. If you want to continue this conversation and take action on something we talked about today, join me and other mamas in our Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes because who has time to write all that down? Remember, we are stronger together. We are stronger supporting each other. We're stronger lifting each other up. We are stronger sharing our journeys and stories because you are not alone like ever, mama. I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I am Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.